0: Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Great to have you with us on the show today, brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. You want somebody to manage your insurance needs? They'll do it. Auto, home, life, business. Customer comes first. They'll do whatever they can to find you the best price. Make sure you're fully insured. there's a claim or there's a problem, they'll take care of it. And if you need to upgrade at any point or you need an adjustment in your insurance, they'll find tooth comb it and make sure that how you're covered is exactly the right amount of coverage. Purdy Insurance, Market Street and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, Force Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, play-by-play call of the day. Abilene Christian goes to the big dance. Franklin gets it to Farquhar. Wide open. Corner three.
2: Yes! Farquhar! 18-point lead with two through 12 to go. They can feel it all over
1: ACU Nation. Can I get a witness? Abilene Christian to the NCAA Tournament. Winners of the Southland Conference tournament. It's a final from Katie. A.C.U. seventy-seven. New Orleans sixty. You are my hero. No, <laughs> that's exciting. I don't know. Who's having Christian F? Uh, They've got uh, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. Yep. Enjoy. Yeah. All Speaking right. Speaking
3: of Doug song Bucknell. Bucknell women tonight will find out who they're going to play in the women's tournament. Congrats Yeah, to they
1: you. won the Patriots. Yes. Way to go.
3: Yep, 28-5 and five going into the big dance.
1: Absolutely. Congratulations to them. All right. Uh, let's bring in Dick Girardi now, my broadcast partner, over the last 15 seasons on the Penn State Sports Network. DJ, great to have you with us. Steve, how are you, pal? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Okay. Uh, let's start at the top. Four number one seeds. I know that, obviously, you've gone through the mock draft, so they don't sit there and everybody's a blank resume, so it's not by conference, but there are three ACC's as a one. What did you think of that?
4: I didn't have a huge problem with it. I mean, you certainly could have made a case that maybe Michigan State could have found its way in as a regular season and tournament champion of the Big Ten ahead of North Carolina which was the 3 overall seed uh which neither won the regular season nor the conference tournament um but I don't think they put much weight into conference tournaments anymore Steve because no. I think they've got their decisions made certainly well before 5:30 when uh uh, Michigan State finally put away Michigan yesterday afternoon. So, yeah, when you're the last conference tournament, you're not going to get any credit for winning it. Um, but yeah, that would probably be my only question. And it's not like it's a hideous thing. At, or, but my bigger issue would be if I'm Michigan State and I'm the fifth overall seed, why am I in the bracket with the number one right. overall seed? Right. That to me makes absolutely no sense. When Michigan, which you beat three times. Uh, is in with the fourth overall number seed, number 1 seed out in the west. Uh, the explanation they'll give is well, we wanted to keep Michigan State nearer to home, well, I think Michigan State probably would have ran gone farther from home right. and avoided Duke if it comes to that in the final eight.
1: Right exactly, and that that's the part that that bothered me more than anything else was suddenly you're 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 1-5 with Duke. I mean that's yeah, uh, you, yeah. you, you're not handed anything at that point,
4: right? And they do that every year. Look, there's all these bizarro uh, different things they try to do, uh, some of which they should get rid of, like avoiding conferences, uh, playing each other until sometime later in the tournament, and. Uh, w- one of the other things, Steve, is they have they want to give you site preference, which, again, is fine, but if it penalizes your overall chances of winning the tournament, how does it really help you? Right. And, and then there's no um, rhyme or reason for why a lot of these things happen. Like, I remember very specifically 2016, Villanova ended up losing the Big East title game on a Saturday night to Seton Hall, dropped from the one line to the two line, and we had all assumed they were going to be in the East, which would have gotten to the Wells Fargo Center in Philly. Right. But because they made North Carolina the one of the East, they took Villanova out of its natural region, yep. penalized them, sent them to uh, Louisville for the um, regionals, It basically said, hey, we don't want North Carolina to have to play Villanova in a regional final in Philadelphia. Well, okay, but then why this time is North Carolina – schedule for Kansas City in the regional where they could potentially play Kansas, ready for this? Yep. Kansas yep. and Kansas City. So there's just no... I, I can't figure out why they're doing it one way one year and another way the next. Uh, as it turned out, it didn't matter to Villanova because they ended up beating North Carolina for the national title in Houston in 2016, but it was the point of the thing was just weird.
1: Uh, about the Big Ten for a moment. Big Ten, of course, as you mentioned, doesn't wrap up until 5.30. Huh. You, you and I have done that game before. Uh should the Big 10 consider finishing on Saturday?
4: I don't think the Big 10 has any voice in it, Steve. I think CBS decides when the Big 10 finishes, yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You, you and I, I, I both not. you and I both know that CBS is saying but, you're, you're playing then.
4: Right, but yeah, look if I were the conference and I was uh, if I were concerned that Michigan State should have been on the one line and I think you can make that case. Um that, yeah, sure. You'd rather them have have a chance to have finished on Saturday, but I, I don't think it's the league has a contract with a number of um, TV networks, CBS being one of them, and they love the Big Ten tournament as championship game as the lead into the selection show. I don't think that's changing anytime soon.
1: No, it's not. Uh, let's go to the bottom now. Uh, any issue with the bottom? I know I, I'm not a big St. John's fan. Uh, what uh, what say you?
4: Yeah, I, I don't think St. John's is any good at all. I, frankly, I, I wouldn't even put them in the NIT. Um, I just think they're just a fraud because they went 12-0 and against nobody. And then they won a couple of Big East games. Steve, here's, a, here's one of my new rules. If you lose your last game before the tournament by more than 30 points on your home court, yeah. you can't play in any tournament. Right. Uh, and that's what St. John said. They lost to Marquette at the Garden in the Big East. What quarterfinals? Yes. That, that's embarrassing. Uh, so, but look, here's the problem: there weren't that many other teams with great resumes. You go, oh Blackfield, I they, feel They got left out. Exactly. So it's more like trying to find teams to get in. Uh, it just wasn't that great a year um, for teams in that in those going for those final at large spots. Uh, so I'm not outraged, but I just I don't think St. John's is very good, and and haven't really all year. I thought they were kind of a fraud. I didn't even think the Big East was very good this year, which brings me to another point. Villanova wins the regular season and the tournament, and they are a six seed. Exactly. Marquette, which does neither, is a five. Now I do understand sometimes the committee will move teams a line here and there just to balance out certain things. Yes. But they're from the same league. Right? Um, was it some rematch they wanted to avoid? I didn't see that explained. Maybe there's an explanation for it, but rather than put yourself in a position where you're going to get second, obviously second guessed, why not find a different way to do that? That just made no sense to me. That Villanova was a six and Marquette a five. Well, uh,
1: especially to me when Marquette down the stretch did not play well. No, they
4: had the Big East regular season one. All they had to do was win a couple of home games, and they couldn't do it. Um, So, yeah, I I just – again, maybe they're going back – and this is another one of my problems with the way they do this. They go, well, Marquette had a couple better non-conference wins. Well, who cares? What does that mean? Uh, You know, what's going on in March? Uh, But, again, that's how the committee does it, and they can, in the end, obviously justify anything they want. And look, I think they're all well-meaning people. As you said, I've been in the room a couple of times for the mock selections. It's, it's a fascinating look at it. Uh, I wish they were a little more transparent at the end of the process. Like let somebody actually sit in there, um, but it's all done. It's all done by computer. And it's done. Everybody votes, and nobody's seeing how anybody else is voting. So I don't doubt that it's on the up and up. It's just, it'd be nice if you could actually get in there and see it.
1: Cool. All right. Let's, uh, I want to go to transparency next since you brought that up. And that deals with the net. Uh, I'm going to have Ken Pomeroy on the show tomorrow. His What he does is as transparent as transparent gets. He has everything laid out where if we want to click on the explanation as to why and what goes into it, we can get it. Yep. The net doesn't have that. Is Correct. is transparency a problem for the NCAA when they reference the net, but a lot of people don't know what that means?
4: Well, yeah, because nobody knows what the formula is. Uh, I, I don't think any of us had a problem with them coming up with a different formula than the RPI, which was just outdated, yep. and to incorporate some of the new metrics like, the, like Ken Palm. I think that's fine, but nobody knows what's weighted, in what way so nobody can if it's a predictive measurement nobody has any sense of it and they won't tell anybody so basically you can't follow along um so that's that to me is a little bit of a problem and also steve we see the net numbers we know who is where in the net but we don't have any sense of how the committee weighs that one way or another Uh, it just maybe it's like anything else they can each committee member will do what they want which it's fine but it would be nice to have a better sense of what the formula is so we, as people out here who follow this, could say, you know what, that really makes a lot of sense, or I don't know that that's a real good idea, but we we can't really have an opinion because we don't know the deal.
1: Do we get the sense, Dick, and you and I have talked about this privately with, with Jeff, um, that the net appears to be weighted toward the Power Five conferences, Power well, Six
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, Dave Jones did a piece on Live last week where he kind of reverse-engineered it, and he was looking at teams, what they were in the net and what they would have been in the RPI, and almost all the power conferences. Teams had much better net numbers than RPI numbers, and vice versa for some of the... Smaller conference teams, the most glaring example being NC State, which I think was around 30 in the net and like 100 in the RPI. Well, to the committee's credit, and I will give them credit for this, I think they went beyond just the net number to try to look into Mm -hmm. all right, what was when you played the very best teams on your schedule? Yeah, maybe you won three times, but you lost nine. So what what does that really mean? Where in the past, I think they would give credit to teams for wins and kind of ignore games that they lost. Uh, But they gave credit to teams that didn't get very many opportunities at the top but wanted a decent percentage. And I've always thought that was a better way to do it. And yeah. I think they did a relatively better job of that this year than others, which is, I think, why a, a team like Belmont, which never would have gotten into the past, right. was, a, was able to get in this season. I just think, I don't think I can do it with the net necessarily. I think it was more just the committee having a better sense of, well, hey, NC State gets 15 chances at these games, Belmont gets five. Right. Uh, so, so what's the ratio? How did they do in those games on a percentage basis? Much more importantly than how many you won.
1: Right. And I think that, for example, Belmont, you know, in terms of watching them, I think when you watch them, they look like a team that can beat somebody else in the tournament.
4: No doubt, and that's always been my biggest complaint with the committee. And that's I think where football gets it right. They have some ex-coaches. I think maybe some ex-players on their committee, uh, which is why Alabama was able to get in two years ago when they wouldn't have if the college basketball formula went in because they said, hey, you know what, Yeah, I know they just lost a game, but this is one of the four best teams. We can tell by watching them they're in. They don't have that expertise on the college basketball committee. Uh, They have people that have been around the game, maybe some uh, uh, ex-coaches who become athletic directors. But no, uh, no players, no ex-players, no ex-coaches from like recently. And I think they they would they do themselves a disservice because they just go by numbers. Where I think that a lot of times you, you actually need to see it, and not only see it, know what it is you're looking at.
1: Speaking of knowing what what uh, what you're looking at is that when you watch Villanova, obviously they're the defending national champs, but they have veterans, and how important are veterans in? what Jay wants to do, in the fact that they seem to know how to win.
4: Yeah, no, I think it's important because they aren't nearly as talented as certainly the 16 champions and not even close to last year. I mean, they lost their top four guys from last year who all went to the NBA draft, and I want to say the top 33 picks Um, So they just lost a tremendous amount of talent. If you said, give me a choice between talent and experience, I'll take the talent. (laughs) Uh, And they were all underclassmen. They all could have actually come back. Uh, But to your point about Villanova, and this is not the juggernaut that they were in 16 or 18. And they could technically, they could even lose the first game. They're they're barely favored in Ken Palm against St. Mary's, which is a tough team to play against. But when you have Phil Booth, who will be playing in his – 15th NCAA game on Thursday. (laughs) uh, Which is amazing, right? He's played all the way through and and been on two championship teams. um, And that as a freshman, he played uh, in 2015. He played on a team that played two games, and then he was a redshirt in 17 because he was hurt. So yeah, so he's going to be playing his 15th NCAA game. That's huge. Uh, Having Eric Pascal, who played all the way through Last year, he's a senior, also fifth-year senior transfer from Fordham, but having him that so that's big, especially when the games are probably going to be close. I don't know that Villanova's in a position to be blowing people out like they did last year. So I do think it's really, I think it's huge. Uh,
1: Who makes it uh, to Minneapolis in your mind?
4: Well, my bracket will appear in. The Daily News tomorrow. Uh, I did a little thing for them today. Very nice. Thanks tomorrow. And I have picked Duke in the East, where it looks to me like they have a walkover. Uh, The only issue I have with them is the same issue we've had all year that they can't shoot. (laughs) No, Uh, but it doesn't seem to matter because (laughs) they just dunk it instead. So uh, Mm. they're real. I mean, look, they're they're by far the most talented team in the tournament. Nobody would argue that point. Gonzaga has the best offense in the country. Um, I wrote something for tomorrow saying, hey, the old defense wins championships thing is nice, but <laughs> give, me, give me give me offense. right? Uh, especially in the modern game of basketball, yep. where if you have a really top-class offense, you can just knock out defenses and they have nothing left. So I like Gonzaga in the West. Uh, I picked Tennessee in the mm-hmm. South. Okay. I threw out their game yesterday against Auburn, because I think they just went all in against Kentucky in the semifinals. Yep. Um, I just think they have a little too much firepower for a bunch of those teams in the bracket. By the way, I do have a Virginia and Wisconsin on the Sweet 16 just for laughs. It's <laughs> is the slowest can, game ever. let see if we can go under 50 possessions. Um, <laughs> and in... in <laughs> In the in the fourth bracket, I have North Carolina. So I have three ones and a two. I didn't exactly try to dazzle anybody. Right. I did dazzle people early with some wild upsets. I mean, I got I got I got Northeastern over Kansas. Yeah, why I got I got Yale over LSU since they're looking for a
1: coach at the moment,
4: <laughs> and and I don't think Shaq is coming back.
1: No, I don't think so. Uh,
4: Vermont over Florida State. Good. Yeah, I got I got some I got some wild ones here, uh, and I got Houston going to the eights. I got Louisville to the eights, and I got Nevada to the eights because all my numbers are pointing them out. Right. And I don't know how many people have them there. You'll like this one. I have Yale, Louisville in the Sweet Sixteen. There, there won't be many that have that.
1: one. Uh, no, in fact, there are a lot of people in New Haven that don't have that.
4: Right, and uh, I, have Duke, I have Duke, Liberty in the Sweet Sixteen also. Perfect. In Washington. I give love. me liberty or give me duty.
1: <laughs> 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 One final question. The old Bill Parcell saying your record says that's exactly who you are. Uh, does that apply to what we, you and I witnessed with Penn State this year?
4: Uh, it's interesting. I, for years, I always thought that was stupid for a variety of reasons. It doesn't include like injuries and circumstances that happen to teams. And there will never be a better example of that truism being false. Than this year's Penn State team. Uh, look, we lived through it. I've never seen anything even that approaches what happened. Nope. Uh, to have ten conference games decided in the last thirty seconds or overtime, and lose nine of them. The only one they won was the one at Rutgers. And not just not not just that, but in the fashion that they lost, uh, some of the just bizarre clock situations and foul call no foul. Fa- calls, which went right up into and including the last game, the overturn of the out-of-bounds. It looked like they got the overturn wrong. Right. It was just, it was just like, it, it was really, I, I don't even, I, there's nothing to compare it to because I've never seen anything like it. So the answer is, yes, they were 14 and 18. I would say they played, I think they overachieved given where I, where I saw them for the first month. They got better and better all the way through. And I think the numbers would suggest that they probably played more like 19 and 13. Uh, but they got 14 and 18. It was right. just, the, just one of those bizarre seasons. And you hope for all the players' sake that whatever went wrong uh, and was unlucky this year will come back and go the other way next season.
0: Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades finding the right insurance, the best price, auto, home, life, business, whatever it may be. They're the insurance experts. Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Daniel Gafford. 6'11 sophomore center for Arkansas. Known to some people in the building and Digital media is Arkansas. Kansas. Has uh, said that uh, he's going to enter the NBA draft, and he will not be playing in the NIT. Right now, ranked the number 31 player, which would be the first pick of the second round in the NBA draft, he's considered the number three center among prospects to declare so far. Not bad, 17 points, nine boards a game, two blocks a game. Arkansas 17 and 15. The second player that I know of, there was a player from Colorado a few years ago that did this and said, no, I'm not going to play in the NIT. And that player did not, by the way, end up getting drafted. And this guy obviously has himself in a pretty good position to get drafted. They were beaten by Florida in the opening round 66-50 in the SEC tournament. So they'll give them a chance at Arkansas to take a long, hard look at somebody else that's going to step in and play that spot because obviously he's not going to be with them next year. (laughs) Suits already filled out his bracket. I thought he had Navy going further than they should. When Sean and I pointed out to him that Navy wasn't in the tournament, it came as a surprise. That's not good. No. no. Blank stuff. I just want to, to support Coach Tuchelis. Uh That's great. They're not in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's bring in uh, Neil Greenberg from the Washington Post. Get his thoughts on the tournament. Hello, Neil. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing very well. Thanks for being with us. Okay. Uh, when you watched all of this break out, uh, In the end, what kind of job did the committee do, in your opinion?
2: Um, I think it did an okay job. Um... I'm not really sure how or what they're using to get the seeding. I know that uh, you just spoke; you were just talking about Joe and how well that he did, um, and he could certainly think along the lines of the committee. I'm just not sure. Like they debuted that new net ranking today uh, this year, which is yes. a replacement of RPI. I'm not sure how much they used it. I'm not sure how much the conference tournaments mean in terms of seeding. So, I mean, I guess they did okay. There, there, there aren't too many teams that have a gripe about being left out. Maybe. Penn State does, um, but by and large, I mean, I think that we got a pretty decent field of uh, 68 teams, which will become 64, and uh, the top team, the top seeded teams, those at number one and number two, I think uh, all deserve to be where they're at.
1: Uh, let's uh, get to Michigan State for a moment. If your time is, Owen, you've won your regular season, tied for it, and your conference tournament, and not one of the top four seeds accomplished that. Do you have a gripe today that not not just that you're a two, but you also happen to be five, and you in your place in the in the bracket with a one like Duke, the number one overall?
2: Yeah, I'd be. I'd be really pissed. I mean, they beat Michigan three times. Yeah. It's difficult to beat a team like that three times. They won their um, conference tournament. And uh, like you said, I mean, they were one of the best teams in the NCAA this year. Um, I think if they would have gotten a two-seed at any other bracket, maybe maybe in Gonzaga's bracket or, or maybe mm-hmm. even in North Carolina's bracket, they would feel a little bit better. But like you said, I think Duke is is largely believed to be the best team in the country. And that means that Michigan is on the lowest seeded two line. I just don't, I just don't think that that was a, a fair seeding. That's a that's a brutal bat bracket they got in the East, right? You got Duke, yes. you got Michigan State, um, you got Virginia Tech, who I think could be, do very well in this tournament as long as they're healthy. Um And uh, I think that it's a, it's a tough draw. I mean, VCU and UCF, one of those teams could surprise a little bit. Um, so I think that uh, that's a very difficult bracket that Michigan State got put into.
1: Yeah, in fact, Justin Robinson should be back for the tournament for Virginia Tech. Of the players I saw in person this year, and look, I saw Cassius Winston and Xavier Simpson and Anthony Cowan and guys like that. And Johnson, Markel Johnson from NC State saw him. Well, I'll tell you Justin Robinsons a point guard does not take a back seat to anybody. and I think that now Virginia Tech I think becomes certifiably dangerous because he's back.
2: Yeah, I mean, the offense is kind of centered around him, out of that ball screen, right, and then allows yes. him to spread the court. They're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. Um, almost every player that is on the court can take a three. We've seen how well that formula has translated into success in the tournament, and especially, uh, you know, as an upset, not that Virginia Tech, as a 4 seed is going to sneak up on many people, but, um, you know, against a team like Duke, if they can get that far, you know, Duke's not a three-point shooting team. Virginia <laughs> no. Tech could could keep the score close, and then you know you never know what's going to happen so um you know they have uh you know Kerry blackshear jr as well i mean they have a couple of players that that are capable of putting points on the board quickly um so i actually i like virginia i was actually hoping they'd be a little bit of a worse seed because right. i thought that they would be undervalued but as a four seed, i think they're right where they should be
1: yeah no i agree with that very much so uh let's get to maryland for a moment uh I saw the. I mean, I was there in Chicago when they played and lost. It was really stunning how they lost that game. Uh, I know the Maryland people were not happy at all with how they played, but they ended up with a six, and they. I think they get the Belmont Temple winner. What did you think about a their seed, and also about the loss they had to Nebraska?
2: it was a terrible loss. I mean, they looked awful. And, uh, <laughs> That's a good way think, of putting it. <laughs> I think they're they're lucky that the committee doesn't seem to put a lot of stock in the conference tournaments. Right? I mean, we just talked about Michigan State. I don't think Maryland moved too much. Uh, I think most people had them as a five-seed going in. That's about they ended yeah. up being a six-seed. Six the, mm-hmm. the one thing, though, you know, you mentioned the playing game between Belmont and Temple. Um, at least one first-four team has won in the round of 64 since they've gone to this format. Back in 2011. Yes. And if you're looking at, you know, is that going to be Maryland that's upset, or is that going to be, um, you know, the other? I'm trying to look at the other, the other playoff game. Uh, Buffalo. Okay. I mean, my money would be on it's Maryland, right? Buffalo um, is one of these teams that, that mid majors that a lot of people are falling in love with that plays very well. All
1: senior, um, all senior starting lineup.
2: Yeah. I mean, they're deep. They're talented. Um, I think Maryland could be trouble in the first round. And people, I'll tell you, if you didn't like the the way that they played in the conference tournament, they're going to hate if they get bounced in the first right. round by one of the first four teams.
1: And you want to know what one of the things I think is important in the first four that play in Dayton and why there is now they, they have a tendency sometimes to move on. I think once you get into the tournament and then you win, you now have automatic momentum against the team that has no momentum going in. Maryland doesn't have any momentum going in. The team they'll be playing will.
2: Right, right. and the, And, you know, I think Belmont... Is a pretty good team. I mean, their their offense is really good. Um, What they got that uh, six eleven freshman um, Mm -hmm. that uh, is is one of the best passers in the country, I think. Um, And you know they'll feed him the ball. He's able to slip screens. I mean, he's able to to get himself open. Um, You know, you don't really you don't really see a lot of Belmont and Temple right because of of where they play. But um, either one of those teams, I think, is capable of beating. Certainly able to beat the Maryland team that we saw in the in the conference tournament. Um, I think they'd be able to beat Maryland um, if, you know, Maryland is playing a little bit better than we saw.
1: The only team I looked at in the tournament, and I said, you know, obviously besides those who ended up winning their conference getting automatic bids, among the at-larges where I looked at and said, are you kidding me? It was St. John's. Uh, and, but I don't have a reasonable replacement for them either.
2: Yeah, that's the that's two-part problem, right? Everybody kind of gets upset, but... Uh you know who else would you would you put in with them you know it's weird because they, I think they're allergic to offensive rebounding. I'm not sure if oh. like they they think there'll be a sanction uh. against them or something. But they they rebound what like 20 percent of their misses, the lowest of any team in the tournament. Absolutely. Um, they're not. I grew up in Queens, so I've seen St. John's up close and personal for many years. Yeah. Um, this isn't the team I remember, obviously. Um, and you know I know they have like this position to host basketball. But it's almost you know, inspireless basketball too. I don't know. I don't know like what what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, I mean they made it, and uh, we'll see what happens when they go I mean, up against I mean, Arizona State. They lose
1: by thirty uh, on their home floor in the Big East tournament. All right. Now you talk about positionless basketball. It just seemed to me like nobody was playing any position.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like they just they're. I don't know. It's it's just so uninspiring. I mean and i don't know like you would think that they you know switching all those ball screens and everything would be yeah. you know a, a little bit i don't know i don't know if exciting is the right word but um you know at least they theoretically they should have some sort of advantage right and right. but uh they just don't seem to have the talent to pull it off they seem to have the x's and o's down but they just don't have the the other part of the equation to make anything out of it
1: no and and, and they're uninspiring defensively i mean yeah. i mean <laughs> Whenever whenever I watch them play, you can tell they're playing defense because the rules require that you have to.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> right. It's like a disconnected controller every time they're yeah, on the, other exactly. side of the court, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, who would you, who would you have in your final 4 based on what I have
2: were? my final 4 is a little bit unconventional. Uh, Good. Absolutely. I'm looking. I'm looking at winning a bracket, so I think I'm off Duke completely because I think <laughs> that they're going to be just a monstrous favorite. So sure. I'm looking at uh, Michigan State, Texas Tech, North Carolina, and Tennessee. I have North Carolina and Michigan State in the final, with Michigan State winning it all.
1: Wow! So, you, so no, because Duke because completely. everybody's got Duke. You you said I'm not yeah. going to go Duke.
2: Yeah, so, I'm off completely. So you're going go to go. I think uh, I think Michigan State's a good team too. I think uh, they can. They can beat Duke if they go head to head.
1: It's interesting because I mean, obviously they'll have to do it without Langford, but I think getting right. getting Ward back, I mean, for the Big Ten tournament, that is a difference for them. But they're going to need a kid like Aaron Henry to play well because Arns is also out, and he was the guy replacing Langford.
2: Yeah, I mean, their bench isn't isn't deep, but Izzo knows yeah. what to do in the in the tournament. I know he hasn't had a tremendous amount of success, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean. I think there's a lot of teams that are kind of banged up a little bit, right? We talked about Virginia Tech, and yeah. obviously Michigan State. You know, Duke, Zion, I mean, he's probably healthy, but you know, whenever you see an ankle injury like that, you kind of always have it in the back of your mind. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, uh, again, I think there's going to be a lot of people with Duke. I don't see much value there. Ex-
1: except for foul issues, which obviously right. is something you have to worry about. The tournament right. is not an issue in terms of the depth of your bench because the TV timeouts are exponentially longer. True. So you have more rest time. And also, people forget that the first timeout called in the first half is treated the same way as the second half, so it's another full timeout. You get ex- extra full timeouts, and you get longer timeouts. So the bench is not as much of a factor. That's why a team like Michigan with no deaths been able to go through like they have to championship games.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, it's You know, a lot of it is who's hitting their three-point shots and who's not. We saw that last year with Virginia yep. getting historically beat by UMBC. Yep. And, um, you know, it's who, who gets extra possessions via turnovers, right? I mean, yep. those are those are the two factors that I look at, especially when looking for an upset. And, um, you know, we'll certainly see some of those there. But um, I think the top teams are going to do pretty well. I'm, I'm interested to see which of the, the double seated teams, like maybe like a Murray State, makes a little bit of a run. Yeah, and
1: a lot of people like to see uh, probably well, you have not seen John Moran play, and John Moran's right. a heck of a player. Yeah. Uh, I'll get, let me give you one matchup here. Obviously, I know he's flying back from Greece or wherever he is to talk with his son, but Rick Patino is probably going to talk to Richard Patino about <clears throat> Louisville. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting uh, matchup. I actually have Louisville losing yeah. in the first round of Minnesota. <clears throat> um, but uh yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. I haven't really heard too much about that dynamic um yet, but I'm sure we'll start to see once you get all like the bracketology stuff out of the way. I think that's going to be one of the the storylines that's front and center.
1: Uh anything else in these uh, with the double digit teams you looked at and said, "All right, you know what? I think that's really intriguing. They might have a shot." Who would that be?
2: Um I like Ohio State to make a little bit of a run. Okay. Um I like I I like uh, Minnesota, as I just said, to mm-hmm. to to win around. Um, I don't really like too many of the the double digit earth size. Maybe UC Irvine. I can see them yeah. actually having a, a decent decent shot in the first round. Maybe giving Wisconsin a run. You know, Wisconsin plays that slower tempo like Virginia does, which oh. has a tendency to kind of get mucked up in the yeah. in the tournament. So yeah. I have Wisconsin winning, but I think UC Irvine could be uh, could could uh, surprise them a little bit.
1: Yes, I mean, in fact, as somebody who's uh, done play by play of a lot of Wisconsin games, it's really a very slow. Pace. Yeah. A lot of still time. The <laughs> game. In fact, what they do is, they think, hey, don't forget everybody, <laughs> the petsay Bookstore is open today. This is why they're running the offense.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. As they're bringing it up to the half court. You get one commercial that by the time they cross half court, and then maybe you get one more before they put the, the shot up.
1: Okay, eight on the shot clock. Let's pick up the action. Uh, that's St. Mary's as well. Boy, Villanova is St. Mary's. I'm looking at that and oh, if St. Mary's were to ever play Wisconsin, oh forget it. <laughs> That'd be, 28... <laughs> be the longest game in history, twenty eight <laughs> score. Yeah, twenty eight possessions in that game. Neil, thanks so much. Appreciate it. We'll wrap it up in a moment on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. Great to have you with us. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street, in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Don't forget the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament Wednesday, May 8th, to benefit the greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. We will be out doing the show on the 7th, believe it or not. More details on that coming up. And I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Uh, No real qualms with what the uh, NCAA Tournament Committee did. Um, Again, St. John's I don't think should be in, but do I feel strongly enough about the alternatives? No. Maybe in NC State, something like that, but I don't feel passionate about who should be in that spot. I just don't think St. John's deserves to be in. And I don't think Michigan State got a fair shake in this. I mean, if they end up being a two-seed, they're a two-seed. But don't make them a two-seed and then put them in the same bracket with the number one overall seed in the tournament. When you start going through the S-curve, Michigan State's the five-seed. Well, one shouldn't be playing five in the final eight if that's – because what the NCAA tournament does is they are predicting the brackets. That is, you know, how you're filling out your bracket – NCAA Tournament Committee filled out their bracket. Those are their four teams that they're predicting to be in the Final Four, the one-seeds. Well, based on this, uh, they had put Michigan State as a five. Well, when you get to this stage, one's supposed to be playing eight. Four's supposed to be playing five. Five. That's not how this turned out. That's the argument Michigan State has. To me, all these brackets are is your pathway. You you don't need to talk about how Duke matches up with North Carolina. You don't need to talk about how, how Gonzaga matches up with Virginia. You don't need to talk about that. Right now, it's what's your pathway in the next four games, the next two weekends to get you to Minneapolis. Then you can break it down. So it's all about path at this point. Well, for Michigan State, their path takes them right to Duke before they even get to the Final Four. And in my opinion, it should not. Their path should have taken them to Gonzaga. So, but that's, again, you know, that's the only thing about it that I looked at and said, nah, it doesn't quite didn't quite make sense to me.
3: Yeah, I'm just curious, like how far, like a Nevada or a Buffalo, how far they will go. Um, really psyched to see Ja Morant play, and just now with, you know, with Zion back in the mix with Duke, to see how far they will go. If it was legit that they should have deserved the overall number one pick, overall number one seed.
1: Well, let me put it this way: without him, they were three and three. With him, they went through the uh, ACC tournament and won it.
3: They sometimes struggle with shooting, so just with Zion
1: back in the lineup, sometimes, (laughs) sometimes, (laughs) this with him
3: back in the lineup, if they're going to hit a slump here, sometime
1: they are a thirty percent three-point shooting team. Wow they really struggle I know shooters shoot but still
3: (laughs) when, when, when will they finally make them get on a tear
1: they are a volume shooting team from outside they just don't they make enough because of volume but they take so many the shooting percentage out there is not very good Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Keywoods 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Ken Pomeroy on the show tomorrow. Yes, Ken Palm himself. And how all this played out. Looking forward to that conversation. That should be a lot of fun.
0: You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting
1: Corporation app.